Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Top of the D podcast. Um, I haven't produced an episode in a while, so with the uh, English Indoor Super Sixes finals day on Sunday, I thought it was high time to get another episode out for you to get your hockey fix. Um, I spent the day at the Copper Box watching all of the matches and talking to players post-match to try and give you a a flavour of what went on. Um, Before you listen, what I would say is that This was all done in sort of real time. So all of the reports that I've recorded were recorded in the immediate aftermath of the game. Likewise, the interviews with the players were recorded in the immediate aftermath of the game. So if a player that's finished on a losing side says in an interview that they expected to win the next game, don't be surprised because obviously that's what they felt at the time. Anyway, enough excuses, enough of me talking. Um, here is what's coming up in today's episode. There's a sense of deja vu as East Grinstead repeated their feat from the 2015-16 season by picking up both men's and women's Super Sixes titles at the Copper Box in London. The women broke Buckingham Hearts to pick up their second title, whilst the men made it a record 14 titles after holding their nerve to beat Surbiton in a dramatic shootout. A roundup of everything that happened at Super 6's final stay coming right up, so without further ado, let's get cracking. Better to start the roundup than with the first game of the day, which was the first women's semi-final between Bowdoin Hightown and Buckingham. It was Buckingham's first trip to the Super Sixes finals day and they made it to the final thanks to a 1-0 shootout win over reigning champions Bowdoin Hightown after a 2-2 draw at full time in the first semi-final of the day. The game itself was nip and tuck with Hightown taking the lead through a neat finish from Tina Cullen after 10 minutes. The same player could have made it 2-0 moments later but fired wide from a tight angle. Buckingham fought their way back into the contest and levelled it at 1-1 with a super goal from Abby Brandt. A minute later, they made it 2-1 from the penalty spot, thanks to Lauren Thomas. Steph Tyrrell in the Buckingham goal, who will feature later on, made a brilliant save from Sally Walton to turn a penalty corner over the bar, and it was 2-1 at the break. Buckingham started the second half well and looked full of confidence, but then, a little against the run of play, Walton slotted home a low penalty corner to make it 2-2. Then began a chain of dramatic events which ramped the tension right up in the closing stages of the match. Kirsty Mackay kept Hightown in the contest with a fine save from a Thomas penalty stroke, but with time running out, she faced another one. There were 20 seconds left on the clock. Thomas versus Mackay. Mackay saved again. Unbelievable scenes. But that wasn't the end of the drama. The Seahorses went straight up the other end and Cullen scored what looked like the winner. Only it wasn't the winner. Umpire Rob Jenkins disallowed the goal, I think for the shot being judged to be a hit rather than a flick or a push. Although I must admit I didn't see a lot wrong with it myself. Anyway, no goal was a decision 
and we went to a shootout. And this is where the goalkeepers took centre stage. Mackay saved twice in the shootout with two lovely reverse stick blocks, but it was her opposite number, Steph Tyrrell, in the Buckingham goal, who was on the winning side. Maddie Newland scored with Buckingham second in the shootout to make it 1-0, and Tyrrell did the rest. She saved from Cullen and Charlene Mason and watched as Sally Walton's shot crept agonisingly wide of the post, and Buckingham were into the final. A fantastic achievement for them on their first appearance at finals day. So who else could I speak to post-match but the hero of the hour, goalkeeper Steph Tyrrell. So you're uh, you're into the finals. That must feel pretty good. Yeah, I don't think it's kind of going to settle in for a little while. I think we need to kind of go together with our own kind of team, get our heads together and and kind of absorb what's just happened. It's a bit surreal, to be fair. It was Buckingham's first time at finals yep. as well. Were you guys nervous coming in? We were, but we knew that if we stuck to our game plan and we did what we knew we could do, that we'd have a chance. Uh, there were no games in the league rounds that were particularly away from us. We only lost 2-1 to them. So actually, we knew that coming here, if we played well and we started with the right intensity, we'd, we'd do quite well. So it's nice that our game plans and our extra training have paid off. No, big save from you in the first half of Sally Walton corner. <laughs> yeah. Good glove on that. You must have enjoyed that. A little bit, yeah. We had a bit of a game plan against that. I think I ran one on one of the corners at the indoor in the league. And to be fair, she absolutely binned me. So I thought, right, OK, can't do this every single time. Stood back and we came up with a bit of a game plan to kind of try and nullify that. So it's nice that, you know, I did get to pull the save off, but everyone else contributed to it, to me being able to get to that save. So. And then when it went to a shootout, um, I mean, have you practised those? Because they're quite difficult, obviously. Yeah, they are. We... Uh... We had a bit of a practice. Uh, we, we've trained quite a lot recently, so we practiced yesterday as well. Um, and we, everyone had a go. It's hard when you've got maybe 12 coming repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. So it was nice to build that up to it. It's just a case of stay big, try and make them make the first move or try and force them to make an error. And, you know, they're a good team and they could easily have put them away. So it's just part luck, part being in the right place, part just everything went our way. Sometimes lady luck shines on you. Three shootouts and no goals, though. You must have enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're a keeper as well, aren't you? Yeah, yeah I think you can understand how I'm feeling, probably. Um, so, yeah, no, I'll take that completely. And when Maddie, Maddie bend hers, it was a bit of leeway, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which you should never look at it like that, but it was nice to know there was a bit of freedom to, to have that there and then. And then uh, looking ahead to the final, anyone you fancy? They're both brilliant teams. Um, we lost to Slough 3 2, we lost to EG 2 1. So, again, it could go either way. I think if we, if we sit down, we refuel, we re kind of get together get our heads down from what's just happened and then try and start again that'd be really good but we don't we don't fear anyone so. think you can win it I, we're within a third of a chance now and it'll be with half a chance by the end of it so you know there's every luck we can go with it now so. brilliant thanks very much thank you Next up was the second women's semi-final between East Grinstead and Slough. EG won this competition in 2015-16, and of course Slough won it the year after, so both have plenty of pedigree in recent years in this format of the game. East Grinstead dominated the early going, probing and looking for an opening, and it was Elsie Nix who opened the scoring from a penalty corner after 10 minutes. Mel Ball had the chance to level it for Slough, but her shot came back off the post, and then seconds later, Lucy Holder made it 2-0 for East Grinstead. Fine margins making all the difference. Slough won a couple of penalty corners in the first half, but Becky Waters was an absolute wall in the EG goal and denied Dilly Newton to keep it 2-0 at the break. 
After the break, Slough threw everything at East Grinstead, and with six minutes left, Laura Bailey reduced the arrears, making it 2-1. Slough had gone through their whole repertoire of penalty corners, but they just couldn't find a way past Waters. The final corner count was 9-4 in favour of the Pink and Blacks. But the Sussex side kept them at bay, and the most important start, the scoreline, remained 2-1 to East Grinstead and set them up for a final with Buckingham. I caught up with the East Grinstead captain Zoe Burrell post-match, and here's what she had to say. So, um, close one, but into the final, you must be pretty pleased. Yeah, we're tough. We knew he came here to do a job, and uh, I think, although we had a shaky few last minutes, it was lucky that we scored a few early goals, which actually kept us sort of settled until the last few. So, yeah, looking forward to it. And what, what's it like when it's that close? And, you know, they put you under a lot of pressure in that second half. What does that feel like? Well, we, we conceded a lot of short corners, and obviously that, uh, that's a set piece that you know that you've got to you've got to sort of defend and I think our keeper kept us in those ones but it is always a bit of a shaky shaky feeling especially when you're off and you can't you know you can't personally do anything to to change it you know and you mentioned the goalkeeper she's hugely experienced hugely talented you must must be really grateful to have her yeah she I think the biggest thing that she brings to us is her communication as much as anything um, we know that she's got a good eye for a ball and she's big in the goal, but it's her giving us instruction from the back, which which really sort of keeps us in our shape and our defence nice and firm. And Buckingham in the final, what, what do you expect them to bring? Yeah, they'll be fast, they're fit, um, they've got nothing to lose, they're up for it, so I think it could be quite an entertaining game, probably pretty end-to-end. As I said, we've just got to make sure we play our game and go from there. And backing yourselves to get it done? Yeah, I think this is our year this year. Fantastic. Thanks very much. With the two women's finalists now confirmed, it was time for the men to take to the court with the first men's semi-final between East Grinstead and Hampstead and Westminster. East Grinstead's men came into this match with a record 13 titles under their belt. And standing in their way in the semi-final were Hampstead and Westminster, the team who'd finished top of the league in the qualification. The game was a great spectacle with the Sussex side staying on course for title number 14 thanks to a 7-5 win. It was a spicy encounter, with Hampstead having two players sent to the sin bin over the course of the game, Richard Smith and Toby Roche both being yellow-carded at different times. To many people, this could probably have been the final, and it was a high-quality match, with the teams trading goals almost at will. The difference, essentially, was that East Grinstead punished Hampstead's mistakes. They were absolutely ruthless. Captain Simon Faulkner grabbed two goals, Wes Jackson, Ashley Jackson, Don Bowden, Reece Smith and Ross Stott scored the other goals. And whilst Hampstead were always in the game, East Grinstead did a really good job of just staying just out of reach. Um, Afterwards, I spoke to a man who's seen it all before, Ashley Jackson. Here's what he had to say. So uh, another final for East Grinstead, just just another day at the office, really. Yeah, another. Uh, it may seem like another day at the office, but uh, yeah, we we really struggled through the league. 
Um, a lot of teams uh, played deep against us and seemed to figure us out and we didn't have uh, much to offer but we've had a couple of really good weeks. Uh, we had a really great game against Hampstead, the last league game, which is really enjoyable to play and we knew that we were going to get something similar today. So a lot of man-on-man, full pitch, hopefully it was really fun, enjoyable to watch. It was, it was hard to play in but we made big strides over the last couple of weeks and that showed tonight. So you've obviously mentioned that teams are setting up differently against you. Does having that indoor pedigree for East Grinstead really put the pressure on you every time? Yeah, the, pre- the pressure's always on us. Uh, yeah, like you said, whatever whatever it is, a ridiculous amount of titles in, in uh, almost the same amount of years. So um, any time you're playing for East Grinstead, there's always that pressure. You don't want to be that team. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, that is always in the back of our minds. But at the same time, we know that uh, we strengthened our squad this year. We obviously Ben Mackey came came across from Bath, and he's been brilliant from the start. So um, yeah, I, I feel because we're not chopping and changing all the time, people are just picking up where, where we left off. So um, yeah, as I said, we struggled in the in the league through the through the two weekends, but. A couple of good weeks at home the last last few weeks, and then we come out flying. It got a bit spicy at times. Yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> you enjoy that, yeah, do you? I do. Yeah, I think that comes with playing the styles that we were playing. We're both playing uh, a full court press, and it's man to man, and it is uh, fighting for your space out there, which is that's fun, right? You know, that's much better than just uh, standing in your own circle and, and defending deep. And no one really wants to pay their money and come and watch that. So. Hopefully we put on a good display for the fans. Uh, fair play to Hampstead as well, coming out and playing the way they did against us. It made for a great game. Anyone you prefer in the final? Um, uh, no, I'm, no, no, I don't, I, yeah, it doesn't, uh, doesn't matter to us, uh, to be honest. Um, Seven Oaks obviously ran a, a slightly surprising league campaign, but, but did really well and a real confidence team. So obviously if they come through winning their semi-final, they'll be flying. Um, you never know what Surbiton you're going to get. Uh, you know they did they did well in the league last year, and then they came and sat in their own circle against us uh, last year on finals night. So uh, we'll see what see what comes out of us. Thanks very much. With East Grinstead awaiting in the final, it was time for semi-final two between Surbiton and Sevenoaks. Surbiton, the champions in 2017, took on Sevenoaks, who've been to four of the last five finals days. Um, It was an interesting game, which had long periods where it was end-to-end, a bit like a basketball match, but in the end it was won comfortably by Surbiton, seven goals to four. Um, as I said, it was it was end to end for a lot of the match, but the big difference was how clinical Surbiton were in front of goal. They just had that extra bit of composure and that little bit of class in the final third, and they made sure that that counted and gave them the advantage. Surbiton led at the break three one thanks to goals from Lewis Prosser, a blinder from Arjun Drayton Charna, and a penalty corner from David Beckett. The second half followed pretty much the same pattern, with the basketball-style match continuing and Sevenoaks being frustrated with their not being able to find that end product. Um, Richard Potney in the Sevenoaks goal made one unbelievable save, um, working his way right the way across his goal to block from Prosser when it seemed like a certain goal. But unfortunately for him, Beckett fired home from the resultant penalty corner. 
Um, from a Surbiton perspective, as well as being clinical in front of goal, I've got to say I was very impressed with uh, Taylor Seager Green in goal. He's only 18, but he looked very confident and very positive, and he made some excellent saves, and it could have been a lot closer, but for him. Surbiton's fourth goal sort of took the sting out of the game. There's a little bit of a period where both teams kind of drifted through the match. Um, Niall Stott woke everyone up with a fifth from a penalty corner, and then Connor Williamson made it 6-1. Seven Oaks rallied with two quick fire goals to make it 6-3, and then they went to a kicking back to try and salvage the match, a move which immediately backfired as Will Marshall slotted home a seventh. Seven Oaks notched another via Rufus McNaught Barrington, but it was a mere consolation, and Surbiton marched on to the final to play East Grinstead. Afterwards, I had a quick chat with uh, Scotland and Surbiton's Will Marshall, and here's what he had to say. So, are you guys into the final? You must be really happy with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've. Um, it's been an interesting season. We've sort of built throughout the season and got better and better each game. Um, but yeah, no, happy that we got through that. That was a tough game. Seven Oaks are a good team, organised team. And I think we, attacking-wise, we just showed them what, what what ability we have going forward. I mean, it looked like, you know, you, you always managed to sort of get enough goals in the bank that any sort of rally from them was, was kept at arm's yeah. length. Was, was that something you consciously tried to do? Yeah, I think like, over, the, over the years, the last three years when we've been in the Prem, like, that's sort of been what, like, what we base our game on. We base it on defence, but... We know, we know that we can score a lot of goals and we know that if team scores four, we can score six, seven, eight. So I think we're, we never feel like we're ever out of the game. So we, like I said, we've got that attacking threat going forward and it's, yeah, it's exciting hockey to watch. And, uh, and the goalkeeping department, you know, you, no, no place for Harry Gibson because of international commitments, yeah. but Seager Green, the young lad that came in, was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, no, he's, he's done really well. Like, we, we, we do, obviously, it's a big loss not having Harry, but we know that when Taylor steps up, like, he, he, we were confident in his ability and like, every time we step on the pitch, we know we've got a good goalie behind us, which is, like, for any team, it's important. And uh, the final coming up, East Grinstead. You've obviously got uh, Mark Pern and uh, Matt Jones in your, yeah, yeah. in your camp who know them very well. Will they be able to sort of mastermind East Grinstead's downfall? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you saw two years ago that we did it against them, so there's no reason why we can't do it this year. And having Nile play as well uh, makes such a big difference to this team. And yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be an exciting game, full of talent, full of exciting hockey. Um, and yeah, hopefully a lot of goals for people to watch. Fantastic. And so we went to the women's final, 2016 champions East Grinstead against first-time finalist Buckingham. What Buckingham hoped would be a fairy tale quickly turned into a nightmare. A finishing masterclass from Olympic gold medalist Sophie Bray helped take East Grinstead out of sight. They raced into a 4-0 lead inside 12 minutes, with Bray scoring twice and Ellie Raya and Elsie Nix also finding the net. It looked like it was just one of those days for Buckingham. When they got a foothold in the game and forced a penalty corner, the injection hit the stopper's foot and cancelled the chance out. And at that point, you just thought their luck just wasn't in. 
They did create plenty of chances to get on the scoreboard, but as she was in the semi-final, Becky Waters was absolutely superb in the East Grinstead goal. And instead of reducing the arrears, Buckingham went in at the break 5-0 down. Sophie Bray had already completed her hat-trick and then she continued her finishing masterclass with a lovely goal on the backhand for her fourth and East Grinstead's sixth. And there was still 15 minutes to go, but it was all over bar the shouting. Um, Elsie Nix scored. Uh, There's two more from Ellie Raya to complete her hat-trick and then one from Coca Hall got the lead up to 10-0. The biggest cheer of the day from the crowd came when Natasha James finally beat Waters to get Buckingham on the scoreboard. Um, Waters actually um, went off straight after that to give the reserve goalkeeper a chance to come on, but she had a big grin on her face. She'd, she'd clearly enjoyed the occasion and the number of saves she'd made, and why shouldn't she? Um, Buckingham got a second before the end, which also drew a massive cheer from the crowd. But in the end, East Grinstead were well worth their win and the trophy, a 10-2 margin of victory. Afterwards, I spoke to the four-goal hero, the baby-faced assassin, Sophie Bray. And here's what she said. So um, what a performance from you guys. That must have been brilliant. Yeah, I mean, we knew it was going to be a tough game. And... It was one of those games where we, the balls just kept on going in the back of the net and we kept the tempo high and uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun out there. I mean, obviously, you know, you yourself, one of your roles is as a goal scorer, but had you uh, imagined that you might help yourself to as many goals as you did today? No, definitely not. And I think, you know, the team created an awful lot for, for the guys up front today and no, it, it probably it could have been a few more thanks to them. So uh, it was it was a great performance from from everyone all round. Becky and goal was phenomenal. I lost count of the number number of double saves she made. And uh, the guys at the back were were making the openings for us up front, but that gave us the time to put the ball away. I mean, was um, was the, the the plan to sort of come out of the blocks fast and sort of not let them settle? Is that what you aimed to do? Yeah, we wanted to start fast. Uh, we wanted to full press. And uh, it was a dream start for us to get a few goals on the board, like I think at half time we had a comfortable lead, which, which in a final settles the nerves and it, and it was great and it meant um, a few youngsters to get on as well. And uh, East Grinstead men obviously won this tournament 13 times. Are you hoping that this is the beginning of uh, an East Grinstead women's indoor dynasty? Well, I hope it'll be 14 after this next game for the boys and it's great for us to win our second title. Uh, We've got a long way to go to to catch their title because they, they know how to win this this game. So, uh, but yeah, fantastic for the club that, that both teams are in the final, and we wish yeah we hope the boys can, can get the double. So as Bray said, interview there, East Grinstead women have done their part. Could the men do their part and get the trophy back to St. Hill? Let's find out. So it was 13 times champions East Grinstead against 2017 champions Surbiton, the men's final. The two sides traded blows in an absorbing encounter that, although it perhaps didn't contain the goalmouth action of the semi-finals, had the crowd gripped from start to finish. 
The opening exchanges were, were quite even, almost cagey. Uh, neither goalkeeper was called into action straight away. And the first five minutes or so, it took the game a while to get going. But then it really sparked into life. A driving run by Tom Sorsby opened up space and the Surbiton man powered the ball past Paddy Smith into the far corner to give Surbiton the lead. They they probably shaded the first half, to be honest. They had a couple of penalty corners that went begging and East Grinstead captain Simon Faulkner had his side's best chance of the half, which he unfortunately fired wide of the far post. Um, into the second half, East Grinstead levelled it and it was a proper indoor goal, if you know what I mean. A swift break resulting in Ashley Jackson taking the goalkeeper out of the equation, feeding his brother Wes Jackson to finish from close range. Serpton went back in front through former East Grinstead man Niall Stott, but then Ben Mackey levelled it up soon after for East Grinstead. Towards the end, the game got a bit frantic and a, and a bit hectic, certainly in the closing stages. Uh, both sides were seemingly desperate to get the job done in normal time, which led, led some rash decision-making, some incredible last-ditch defending and some great chances going begging. Johnny Gould pulled a rabbit out of the hat with an amazing finish to go round Paddy Smith, engineering some space and firing it into the corner from a tight angle. And it looked like Surbiton were going to be taking the trophy. But Ashley Jackson found the top corner out of nowhere to level it up at three all again. So a roller coaster game, finished level at the end of 40 minutes. The destination of the trophy was to be settled by a shootout. Uh, Simon Faulkner and Tyne Van Grossen both scored for East Grinstead, whilst Arjun Drayton Chana missed for Surbiton. David Goodfield kept the contest alive, netting for the Sugden Roadside, but East Grinstead just needed to score from their third to win it. Who better to see striding up to the mark in that situation than Ashley Jackson? The man you'd bet your house on. And he delivered. He fired it into the roof of the net with minimum fuss to take title number 14 to East Grinstead. An incredible achievement for the club. Great to see such a great player back doing what he does on English soil. And uh, Simon Faulkner, the East Grinstead captain, stopped on his way to pick up the trophy to give me his verdict on an extraordinary game. Um, that's title number 14 for East Grinstead. That, that's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's not so bad, not so bad. I mean, th- there's, a, there's a reason why we keep coming back year in, out, uh, year, in year out. Um, so much hard work and dedication goes in behind the scenes. We obviously turn up and we play the game, but you can see the massive East Grinstead support uh, that really drives us on on the pitch. And we've worked hard since the league and, it, and it's really showed off in these two games today. And uh, that's obviously a really tough game. What, just a word about Surbiton and what they brought. Yeah, well, it's a difficult game. I mean, they... They basically had pretty much all the space in the pitch to play on, which made it so hard to defend. We just about held on. We rode our luck a little bit. We maybe didn't put away some of our chances, but showed some real, real character from the guys to come back against such a good team like um, Surbiton to come back, never leading in the game, always fighting against, uh, against the scoreboard and the clock, and fantastic character show by the lads. And uh, when it went to shootout, is that something you'd prepared for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, um, 
we've done, in the last week or so we've really looked at some shootouts, done some different techniques, what works, what doesn't work. Uh, and with Paddy as well, finding out what for him what works best against different types of players. So again, like I said, hard work's gone into it and, and we've had the results. We scored all three shuffles and we only needed a, to stop one out of their two, so perfect. And uh, when, when you've got one to win it and you look over and Ashley Jackson's taking it, that's alright, isn't it? Yeah, it's not, not so bad, not so bad. I mean, fantastic player obviously and, uh, and a late equaliser as well, just shows his class uh, and obviously cool, calm, collective. Always a little bit nervous, but you know in the back of your head he's probably probably going to bid it in the top corner just like he did. And just a final word, um, you won the men's and the women's titles today. That, that's got to be absolutely amazing oh, for the club. Yeah, it's fantastic for the club. Like I said, there's so many people. I mean, look how many people are here. Support, from the juniors, from um, like the behind-the-scenes people, and just people who support the club through and through. I think we've probably got supporters here from five uh, years old to about 95 years old. Um, and it's fantastic that both the teams come and put on a show for all those supporters and kind of thank them for uh, coming out. Uh, rain and shine outdoors and, and all their support over the years indoors as well. Fantastic, congratulations yeah, mate, well done. You. So there you have it, double delight for East Grinstead. A record 14th title for the men, continuing their incredible record um, in the domestic indoor competitions, and a second title for East Grinstead's women. Is this the beginning of a, a similar period of dominance from them? Only time will tell. Um, thank you ever so much for listening. Um, I do really appreciate um, every single person that, that listens to the podcast. Um, hopefully those interviews that I managed to get in the mix zone on the day and the reports of what I saw firsthand have given you a little bit of a flavour of what went on at the Super Sixes and, and given you something that you may not have uh, may not have otherwise had access to. Um, if you'd like to get in touch and uh, give me a shout about what you liked about the show, what you didn't like about the show, or anything you'd like to see um, brought up in the future, I'm on Twitter, at the top of the D. You can always tweet me on there. Um, I'm also on Facebook, at the top of the D, and on Instagram, at the top of the D. Um, so, yeah, you've got all social media bases covered. If you want to get in touch, please feel free. Um, you can also see all of my written work on my website, www.thetopofthed.com. A latest article up on there is, of course, a roundup of the Super Sixes finals, which I've just talked you through. Um, if you'd like to share the podcast with anyone you know who's into hockey, please do. I'd be very grateful for that. And thank you so much to those people who have left reviews on iTunes and, and the other platforms. I, I do read them and they do mean a, an awful lot to me. So as I say, thanks again for joining me and uh, there'll be another podcast episode out very soon. Mm-hmm.